just felt prophetically I wanted to pick up on that this morning. So this is not why I'm here. I wanted to talk about fellowship. That's what I really want to talk about this morning. Turn with me in your Bibles to 1 John 1 verse 3. 1 John 1 verse 3. That which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. John is writing and he says, we all should have fellowship with the Father and the Son first. But because this morning we come together and because we are meeting around the person of Jesus Christ, we are also in fellowship with one another. So the word fellowship or koinonia, and um, yes, this is the best sound guy. Sound, he's got a sound mind. Absolutely. I didn't bring that. He had it. I mean, this is amazing. Or oh, sound AV. Sorry. Sound AV, whatever. Who's the sound guy? He's the guy with the iPad walking around. AV guy. Sorry. I should label them well. Eh? Sound AV, all the same to me. They're in the back, and they're wonderful. <laughs> they can get offended. No, I hope not. Bear much fruit, brother. <laughs> so the words koinonia or fellowship, and I'll explain it and unpack it in this verse. Really, we're going to get stuck into this verse just now. Appears about 20 times in the Bible. The first time that we see it is in Acts chapter 2, verse 42. Now, if you've been in Josh Jane for maybe about three months, I would say, that would be a long time. You must probably heard this verse before. A lot of what we do, in actual fact, everything that we do is based on Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to 47. We're seeing a snapshot of the New Testament church birthed by the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is poured out. 3,000 people get saved on the same day. They cut to the heart. And then they devote themselves, if we can have that verse. Do you have it? They devoted themselves. It wasn't a case of Peter and the guys had to tell them, hey guys, devote yourself. No, no, no. They decided in their hearts to devote themselves to what? Apostles teaching to fellowship. There's the first time we see that word koinonia. To the breaking of bread and to prayer. Believers in Christ, we need to come together in love, in faith, in encouragement. That's why we're here this morning. And that is the essence of this word fellowship, this word koinonia. I'm just unpacking the word quickly, fellowship, koinonia. It comes from a few words, that which is in common belonging to several or which several are partakers. In other words, we, each one of us this morning, are partakers of this. Each one of us have a commonality. So the commonality is Jesus Christ. When you go to rugby, you're all there to watch rugby. Okay. So an interesting thing in the, in, in the book of Acts, run about verse... 43, 44, it says that they were together in one accord. 
And the Greek will read like this. It reads quite difficult. It reads, and they were all together together. So sometimes we're together. You go to the mall where most people pay their tithes to Truworths and Woolworths, and that's where they pay their tithes. It's like home groups, you know, every shop. We go there. No, it's, a, it's an old joke that, don't worry, don't get offended. Chad can do the offense then. <laughs> so so we all t- we're together in the mall, but we're not all together. We will go there and we will leave. But when we come to church, when the body of Christ comes together in fellowship, we're all together, together. It's a different because we, we, we're building on the foundation of Jesus Christ, around the person and what he has done for us of Jesus Christ. Partakers is the word, to share in common or to have communion. So when we partake of the bread and the wine, which you guys did last week, then we have communion. It's a common union. That's what communion means an intimate fellowship, Webster's Dictionary says. An active, not a passive, an active participation or a sharing in what one has in common with others. It's a very special kind of sharing. Okay. You enter into this what John and the other apostles experienced with Jesus Christ. That's what we read in 1 John 1. So John says, what we have experienced, guys, and this is devoted to apostolic teaching, we say, yes, John and you guys, you've experienced it with Jesus. That's what we're experiencing. Believers, each one of us, if you're born again Christian, can have fellowship vertically with with the triune God, with the Trinity, But because we have this, we can have horizontally with one another. You can't have this. Honestly, honestly, look around you. Take a minute. Look around you. Would you hang around any of the people that's sitting here today outside of church? Unless you're married or family. Some of us wouldn't even want to hang with our family. (laughs) That's okay. We can pray for them. But because of Jesus, because of this, can you see it's a cross? It's the sign of the cross, really. Because of the vertical, we can have the horizontal. I love because Christ loved me first. I am in fellowship because I was in fellowship with him first. And that's what John is explaining to us. Let's unpack this verse a little bit. Um. One thing that I want to look at is, as we saw in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, maybe if you can put that up. So it's the same here in 1 John 1, verse 3, and Acts 2, verse 42. It's this intimate bond of fellowship that unites the group, and it's a common faith. I said that now, just now. It's a common faith that we have. The commonality is the faith in Jesus Christ. The Christian life is a call not to isolate yourself, but to be an active participant with other believers in this new life. There is no such a thing 
as an isolated Christian. There's no such a thing. You can't do Christianity. It's not a solo sport. Christianity is not a solo sport. Yeah, but I've got Jesus as the head. No, no, no. That is gross. Because you're just worshiping a head. Where's the body? The Bible says you need to be part of a body. So which body are you in the body? That's basically what you need to determine. So in secular Greek, I want to unpack this word in, in secular Greek. And somebody has asked me this once. Why do you use the, the secular Greek and stuff like that? Because there's something that even the secular Greeks understood about the word koinonia that I think we can learn from them. Listen to this. In secular Greek, it was used of a business partnership where two or more persons share the same business and are thus closely connected with one another in work. The second use of koinonia in secular Greek was a use of marriage. Okay. Of the shared life of two persons as they become one, a man and a woman together. So koinonia was used in the secular context in Greece the same way that we speak about marriage. Further, it was sometimes used as a perceived relatedness to a god. In Greek case, it was Zeus. And finally, it was used to refer to the spirit of generous sharing in contrast to the spirit of selfish acquiring. So when they used the word koinonia, they actually said we share. We have all things in common. Instead of just hoarding and keep it to myself. Okay. So when one considers actually the secular Greek use of koinonia to describe the marriage bed, one begins to get a glimmer, just an, a, a, a glimpse into the incredible privilege that we as finite, because we're not infinite, we're finite beings, finite believers have in the communion with an infinite God. That this God that created the universe wants to fellowship with me, wants to draw me in and be intimate with me. That for me is, it just, every day this blows my mind. So fellowship is a little bit deeper than just having brides together, and we'll look at that just now as well. I want us to, just this morning, maybe just close your eyes quickly and just thank the Lord that He will open our eyes also to the breadth, to the length, to the height and the depth of this incredible truth that we have communion with Him. Also, what is the unsearchable riches of this truth of us partaking in the life of the Almighty God that we sang about? You are Almighty God. So, is not fellowship with God, in a sense, a return to Eden? That sinless setting that Adam and Eve had, when God walked with Adam in the cool of the day. Isn't fellowship, koinonia, that moment where you and I, where God and I can, can actually walk together? 
And I desired that intimacy. You see, the thing is, the whole world knows about God. They know. Every person is born with a sense of a deity within their hearts. How can you say that, Stephen? Just look at idolatry. Just look at the fact that people are idolatrous. They create idols. If they can create a wooden statue to worship, believe me, there's something that God has placed within our hearts that there is a God out there. No man can say. In actual fact, in Romans chapter 1, it says no one can say. All creation shouts it out. In actual fact, he says that he has put eternity in the Old Testament. He has put eternity into our hearts. No man can stand on that day and say we didn't know. No man. Just look at the idols of man's heart. Then you'll know that they know that there's a deity. There's a God. Okay. Perfect fellowship. But what did Satan do? He came to corrupt that. He came to tempt Adam to sin. And with that sin, that perfect union was broken. It was severed. There was sin entered in, the Bible says, through one man's offense. And there's this chasm between me and God right now. And I cannot bridge it without the help of Jesus. I cannot walk with him anymore. It's been said, through Christ, God closed up that chasm that separated him from the human race and imparts himself to them in the communion of the divine life. In other words, what is happening, it's a separation. God is on the one side, you're on that. And the Bible says that everybody falls short of the glory of God. No man can reach that by his own. It's the cross. Drop the cross in the middle of that chasm. And that's, what, that's the way. That's grace. I'm actually preaching on grace in our other congregation tonight. And I'm going to preach from Adam, how God actually showed grace and favor towards Adam. But that, he even made a way for Adam and Eve in the garden. After they have sinned, they said, well, the fig leaves, oh, we're trying to cover ourselves. Well, we're naked. Who told you you're naked? And we just, did you eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Yes. And God goes, and he actually slaughters an animal for the first time. Something has to die. And that is the entering in of how God wants to do this. The spotless lamb that will die for each one of us. He was slaughtered before the foundation of the earth, the Bible tells us. And he covers them. In his grace and in his mercy, he covers Adam and Eve. And so often we think the... The cherubim standing with the flaming sword is trying to keep them out. No, no, no. In actual fact, that sword, that flaming sword is preparing the way so that we can come back. Back into the newness of life. Because remember, there's another tree. The tree of life. That's what we want. The tree of life. Fellowship. God keeps the way open so that Satan can't corrupt it. Peter said this in 2 Peter 1. 
by which He has granted to us His precious and very great promises, that through them you may become, there's that word koinonia, partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. You see, Peter is not saying believers become little gods there. He doesn't say that. There's a theology that goes around that we're little gods and that we can create and speak things into being. It's utter nonsense. But he is saying that we are sharers in his nature. As new creatures in Christ, we have his spirit. We've got his, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in our mortal bodies. And He helps us. This Holy Spirit is the one that helps us in our process of growing in holiness. Growing as Christians. It's not that we just get saved, but God wants us to grow. It's not that we just enter into His presence, but that we grow in His presence. To look more like Jesus. Let's look at 1 John 3 verse 2 quickly. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared, but we know that when He appears, we shall be like Him, because we shall see Him as He is. We're growing up, really, each one of us. True life in man, which comes through the acceptance, only through the acceptance, the, the believing that Jesus died on the cross, and acceptance as Jesus as the Son of God, consists in fellowship with God and with man. It only happens when God reveals Himself to you and to me. You see, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit have enjoyed communion for eternity, since before the creation of the earth. And when Jesus came to earth, he entered into time. And his fellowship with the Father um, also entered into time. In other words, he came to show us how we can have fellowship with the Father. But then also how we can have fellowship with one another. He was introducing, during his ministry, Jesus was introducing the Father to his disciples. And initiating them into this fellowship into this perfect union, into becoming partakers of the divine nature. This unique fellowship between God and Jesus began in eternity, and it manifested in time through the birth of Jesus. It was introduced to the apostles, and then it was introduced to each and every believer through the teachings, through the church, and through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians 13 First, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. I'm going to explain this just now. And then Philippians 2 verse 1. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy. So there's that, there's that fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Okay. So fellowship kind of wrapping this, fellowship in Scripture does not refer to just social gatherings. Okay, and I think a lot of us think, because I had a bride with my buddy, we were in fellowship. It's much deeper than that. So this teaching is really this morning, that fellowship is much 
deeper than just having a meal together. Okay. It's a sharing. It's a participation. It's a partnership. And it helps us discern the basic meaning of that of a joint participation in things held in common. What is the thing that we hold in common? Jesus. So when we come together, we fellowship around Him first. So often we say we need to have a balanced Christian life. I don't understand that. I want to call it a centered. We become Christ-centered. So everything is like a wagon wheel. So everything is centered around Jesus. And the wheel spokes become my life and the things in my life. And sometimes one of these things lack. Sometimes we need to work on some of these things, but it's always centered around Jesus Christ. Our worship, our fellowship, raising our children, marriages, everything is, is our businesses is, is around Jesus. Okay. See, the amazing truth in this passage in 1 John 1 verse 3 is that the fellowship we can have with the Father through the Son is also the same fellowship we as believers can have with one another. Although John does not use koinonia in his gospel, he does speak of the believer's oneness. He speaks of unity. And we see in Jesus' prayer in John 70, the high priestly prayer, Jesus prays this. He says, don't worry, it's not up there. Oh, it, yeah, John 17, 11 to 12. Jesus prays this for oneness. There it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, I realize that now. Hey? <laughs> there. Jesus prays for oneness and unity, which is essentially synonymous with fellowship between God and man and men with one another. This is what he prays. There it is. And I'm no longer in the world, but they are in the world. And I'm coming to you, Holy Father. Keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one. That is the prayer of Jesus, praying for the church, even as we are one. While I was with them, I kept them in your name, which you have given me. I have guarded them, and not one of them has been lost except the son of destruction, that the scripture might be fulfilled. John 17, verse 21. Can we read that quickly? We're going to read 21, 22, and 23, so you can put them all up. That they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. How will the world believe when they see the oneness, the unity, the fellowship amongst us? They'll be attracted to that. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one. That is the prayer, guys, of Jesus before he Ascended on I, so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you loved me. So, in ending, I want to look at five, six things of where we have fellowship in the Bible. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 9. 
God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. The first thing where we have fellowship is with the Savior. That's the first way. The first way is God is faithful because we can have fellowship with His Son, with the Savior Jesus. The second place is in Philippians chapter 2 verse 1. We read that. We can have Philippians 2 verse 1. I think you've, you've got that one. So that in any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation, we can have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Each one of us. It's not for, again, like Chad said this morning, it's like gifts. It's not for a select few. Each one of us can have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Okay. Philippians 3.10. Here's another one that we can, another way we can have fellowship. That I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and may share His sufferings. Becoming like him in his death. We can share in the sufferings of Jesus, but we can also share in the sufferings of one another. Paul tells young Timothy, You have imitated me in my faith and everything. He says, You've also imitated me in my suffering. You've seen how I have suffered and how the Lord has delivered me from each one of them. So those are ways. Then the, the fourth way is the one that we saw in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, fellowship of the saints. So we can have fellowship. John 1 John 1, verse 7. But if we walk in the light as He is in light, we have fellowship, koinonia, with one another. And the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. So we have fellowship with the Savior, fellowship with the Spirit, fellowship in His suffering, fellowship of the saints, and 2 Corinthians 8 verse 4 tells us there's a fellowship of service, begging us earnestly for the favor of taking part in the relief of the saints. There's this fellowship where we can help one another. Fellowship of service. And lastly, and I don't have all the scriptures for this one, but we also need to know that you can have fellowship with Satan. Ephesians 5.11 says, have no, you don't have the scripture, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. 1 John 1 verse 6 says, if we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not have the truth. And 2 Corinthians 6.14 says, what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? So don't have fellowship with that. One John five twenty one. We cannot have a heavenly fellowship if we allow a hindering fellowship. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Our hearts become idolatrous if we start worshiping things and exalt them above Jesus. The Bible says, "Take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ." Everything that exalts itself above Jesus. I think it was John Calvin. I don't think it was Spurgeon, but he said that the, the, the heart is a factory of idols. A factory of idols. We manufacture idols and we make idols of so many things. So how important is fellowship? How important is fellowship for each one of us? Well, during World War II, the enemy conducted experiments to find the most effective type of punishment for eliciting information from prisoners. 
they found that solitary confinement was the most effective. After a few days of solitary confinement, most men would tell all. God never intended for us to walk alone. In actual fact, he says it right in the beginning, it's not good for man to be alone. It's not good for man to be alone. That is why we need fellowship. Without it, we too become easy prey for temptation, for abandonment of our values. We just throw away. If you take a coal out of the fire and you place it on one side, that coal will die very quickly. It's only when the coal is in the fire that it stays warm. It actually stays effective. The Bible also says this, that the enemy is prowling like a lion, walking around, seeking whom he may devour. Who do you think is he looking for? Those that are outside. Bible says, first seek his kingdom. Stay within the king's domain. But we step out of that kingdom and the enemy is there to attack us. I know I'm probably preaching to the converted here this morning because you're here. But this is something that we hold dear to as a church. It's a value. And I want to ask you in ending, are you participating? Are you a partner? Are you participating? Are you sharing? Are you opening your house? Are you, are you hospitable? Are you, are you, because that's something that, that, is, that Jesus was. There was always space for one more. I remember coming into Josh Jen in 2006. There was always place for one more. It's one of the sayings that I always heard within community. Come in. There's always place for one more. The first night that I walked into Josh Jen, there were tons of people. I was, I was five years back, and I was born again 14 years before that. But I, I walked in. I was, I literally, I, was, I felt like I was dragged backwards to the bush. I was against church. Because the church hurt me. People hurt me. And it wasn't Andrew. It was. Uh, there was a conviction. Andrew preached on how to join a church well. I, I was like, that, that's like total setup. God preached that preached for me. And I remember that whole month. You guys will remember that as well, most probably. There was this thing of from foreigner to family. And we did communities all together. I felt like God set up that for me. But I was a foreigner, and I became part of a family, and I saw people's hearts. It wasn't the preaching and the teaching and all that. It was predominantly that people loved me and accepted me and pulled me in. So are you participating? Are you a partaker? Are you a partner? Do you have a common union with Christ and His church and the saints and the common faith in what Jesus has done? Those are my questions this morning. Let's just close our eyes. Just before we pray and we respond to that, I feel like almost I want to take it one step further because Stefan made a comment. He says, I'm preaching to the converted because you're all here. And actually, the reality is you can be here, but you're not a participator. You're not actually in fellowship with us, fellowship with us. To be in fellowship means that you come and you, come and you stick around. Many of us arrive as the just as the meeting starts, and many of us leave as quick as we shut down. And there's never an opportunity for us to fellowship with you. 
many of us just feel that you've been here sitting for your two and a half hours, you have participated. That's not the truth. That, doesn't what it, that does not mean that you have been a participator or you're part, you've just been an attendee. You've come to a meeting. You've come to church. You're not part of the church. Big difference. Big difference. And I want to I really just drop it now because this, you know, one of our values is this fellowship. We've been speaking of values, fellowshipping. And so how will we know what's going on in your life if you never stick around and tell people? How will we be able to pray for you and be with you and stand alongside with you if you never stick around long enough for us to know? Like it's like, poof, gone. Like, oh, where was that oak? Oh, no, like they, they've been coming. Like we see them every now and again kind of thing. That is just attendance. That's just doing your duty because I get good geworden and I weet I moet kerk gaan elke zondag. Let's be real. Can, I, can we just be real? That is not being part of a family. That is not being part of the body. And I believe God is challenging us this morning. And actually, if I look around the room, there are many guys that are not here. Community leaders. Look, I, I really want to charge the community leaders and those that are here. Like, if you know someone that's not here, I want you to phone them this week and find out how they're doing. Because they're family. Like, Already in your com, I can see three or four guys not here. I know some are in Cape Town, but there's a number of guys not here. Why are they not here? It's, and, and like we need, to, we need to hold each other to account. This is not keeping tabs and ticking a tick book. This is koinonia. This is family. This is fellowship. This is what the body of Christ does. We, we, we walk and we journey with one another. That is what a New Testament church does. And I know for some of us, it's incredibly challenging and stretching and going, but I tell you what, this is the way of Jesus. This is not Josh Jen's way. This is Jesus' way. This is Jesus' way. And in a few weeks' time, actually, we're going to be working through values again as a church. We actually, you know, a lot of people are asking, how do I become a member? We've been hanging around with you guys for long enough. Well, we're going to be doing that, but we're actually going to be doing it as a whole church. And bringing everyone up to speed again. They've actually re, they've, they've recompiled the, 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 the what, is it, what is it called? What are, have you heard? No, but they've, they've given it a new name. Have you heard it? They mentioned it on the weekend and I heard it. Hey? No, it's called This Is Church. Or some, I think it's called This Is Church. And it's really just going through our values. And actually, you know what? We have died for values. We have given up our lives for this thing. And I tell you, we're not prepared to let it slide. Like, honestly, I'm not going to become a lukewarm, watered-down version of the New Testament Christianity so that I can have bums and seats. Honestly, I'm not. God is calling us to be people devoted, sold out to Him. Not to Chad and Andrew and the eldership, but to Jesus. To Jesus. I'm just a chink, I'm just a, a, a chink in the chain kind of thing. But it's to Jesus. It's his body. It's his church for his glory. And so I really, I want to appeal to your hearts this morning. And really, let's just close our eyes. Maybe you want, to, you want to close in prayer now and then. But I really would pray that the Holy Spirit is tugging on your heart right now, making you feel uncomfortable, making you feel a little bit like, yeah, what's he on about? Because that is the Holy Spirit. I believe it. I don't just say this for the sake of saying it. I'm not into building a mega church. I'm, I'm into seeing people reflecting Jesus in a way that brings Him glory. Mm. 
There's a couple here. I know they're going to not like me because I just pointed out to them. Dean and Joanne. And um, I remember them. Um, how many weeks ago did you guys move? Five weeks ago. No? Five months. I don't know. They had to move. And now I've moved nine times in Josh Jane. And they've been crazy. I just moved about a month ago. 30 people pitched at my house and moved my house within three hours. But a week before, they moved them, also within like an hour or two, literally. And they said, Dean, do you want to come share what you said? Hey? Sorry, Bri, I'm, you, you, can't, you, can't come, you can't come on a family visit with me and then not think you're just going to sit there. <laughs> Morning, guys. So, yeah, we... Uh ex Burgers, and I've uh, been in Mossel Bay three years, and things have happened in our lives through Jesus. And um, having joined Josh Jen uh, about a year and a half ago or so, um, moved a few times in our lives in, in, the, in the past as well, but never experienced what we experienced through um, the community we've got. And um, through prayer, we found a place to stay. Our community got together. I think we had five vehicles moving us. And again, also with three or four hours, we had moved our house. And we, I've never experienced the love that we've had with uh, Josh Jen. So thank you, Lord, for that. Yeah. Thanks, Drew. Thanks for sharing. Cool. Jesus is the center of this. We wouldn't do this stuff if it wasn't for Jesus. So let's close our eyes. I want to ask you this morning, where are you with Jesus this morning? Where are you with Jesus this morning? And it's not about getting your house moved in three hours, and that's why you serve Jesus. Jesus is not a slot machine where you put in a coin and maybe you get a return on it. Jesus is a loving Father. We have a Father in heaven, our Father. And this morning, I want to I introduce you. Maybe you're sitting here this morning and you've never had a relationship. Because that's where it starts, with a relationship with Jesus Christ. 31 years ago, Jesus came and arrested my heart. And I walk in fellowship and union and a communion with Him. Like I explained this morning, you too can have that this morning. So if you're sitting here and you've never surrendered your heart to Jesus, never. You've never had a relationship. You've, you've come to church. Like even Chad said, you can do the rituals. You can come to church. Like I said about the tree, you can have leaves on it, but there's never fruit on it. This morning, God wants to put fruit on that tree. Because He will take that tree out of darkness, the Bible says, and He will plant it in light. So this morning, if you're sitting here, You've never surrendered your life. I would love you to quickly slip up your hand because I would love to pray with you and introduce you to Jesus. Not to Jesus, just the, the concept. There's a hand that goes up. Not Jesus, the concept. Jesus, the person. Jesus, the person. Anybody else? Anybody else? You don't know him. You've known about him, but you don't know him. I would love to pray with you.
the best decision. It's the biggest decision. They say getting married is the biggest decision. No, no. The biggest decision is following Jesus. Because you need to count the cost. <laughs> it's going to be gloriously an adventure. It's going to be crazy and wild. But it's gonna be, you're going to be a partaker. Fellowship with his suffering as well. Like we saw this morning. So Father, this morning I want to pray for that young man. I pray God that you come. And right now, Jesus, you become real to him. You're a father, a good father. Lord, whatever the past has brought against him, whatever has happened in his past, Lord, this morning, Lord, he puts everything at the foot of the cross. And just in your heart, you pray and you say, Lord, I acknowledge you. ABC, I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I acknowledge that I have fallen short of your glory, God, this morning. B, I believe, Jesus, that you died on the cross for me. I believe, because the Bible says we need to acknowledge and believe, and that's how we get saved in Romans 10 verse 9. And all you do then is then you confess Him, confess Him as your Lord and your Savior this morning. Lord Jesus, come and fill Him with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Father, the past, the brokenness, come and heal right now. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Anything that have held him captive, Father, this morning, Lord, that you can break it off him. Every word, every negative word, Father, come break it off. Any addiction, Father God, come and break it off this morning in Jesus' mighty name. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Is there anybody else? Anybody else we can pray for? And this morning, I want to ask you, are you going to participate? Not just in this fellowship, in not just in, you can have it, like John says. You can have this perfect fellowship, this union with the Father, but you can also have it with brothers. And maybe you're sitting here this morning and you struggle to give yourself to other people. I don't want to embarrass you. Maybe everybody can stand. Maybe just everybody stand. Let's all stand. Maybe you're standing here this morning and you're feeling in your heart that it's difficult for you because you've been hurt. I've been hurt. Guys, I've been hurt. I've been hurt by the church. And Andrew Sely, for some of you, you don't know who he is, but some of you do know. Andrew always says this amazing thing. He says, who has ever had their fingers slammed in their car door? Who's had their fingers slammed in their car door? Did you throw your car away after it hurt you? Why do we do it with the church? It's Christ's vehicle. It's the way Jesus wants to do things. It's through the church. But we throw it away, and that's what I did. I threw it away, and I struggled to fellowship. I removed myself from the fire, and I became this dying ember. So this morning, maybe you're standing here, and you're struggling to give yourself to other people. Maybe just in your heart, pray this prayer. Say, Lord, from this day forward, as I have fellowship with you, Jesus, as I can have fellowship with the Father and the Son, and Lord, as Jesus has prayed that we can all be one, Lord, this morning, I, in my heart, give myself. Father, where I have um, 
tried to hide, where I've tried to pull myself out of fellowship, Lord. But Lord, you are pulling me back into it. You're pulling me back into union, in a common union, because it's all about you, Jesus. And you want us to walk it out, not just, not just vertically, but horizontally as well with one another. Because through the church, this is how people will know that we are your disciples. Our love for one another, Lord. Our love for one another. Come and heal also this morning, God. Come and heal. Bring healing, Lord, where the enemy has tried to destroy and kill. Lord, bring life, like John 10.10 10 says. Come and bring life. In Jesus' mighty name.